What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. We are back again and rolling through January. What a busy month this has been with more to come. But that is a story for another day. Today we are here to talk about the movie Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which the last time Puss in Boots graced the big screen was all the way back in 2011. It's a very long time for something to come out. And, you know, a lot of the times that doesn't work for movies. It is too little too late. Is that the case for this latest adventure in the Puss in Boots saga? We will talk about that and a lot more with this movie. But before we get into our movie review, we want to tell listeners that we are doing a awesome, awesome giveaway for a brand new movie that is out now. And that movie is called Devotion. And you can bring that movie home on digital. It stars Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell, who star in the epic and inspirational story based on true events of two heroic U.S. fighter pilots whose sacrifices made them the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. You can buy Devotion on digital now, packed with behind-the-scenes bonus content. It is available at participating retailers rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. And we want to thank Map360 Collective for partnering with the show to allow us to have this giveaway offer. Listeners, subscribe to Matt Goes to the Movies and like the social media pages that will be in the link for the description of this video, and you will find out how you can win a copy of this movie on digital. So once again, thank you to all of our listeners, and thank you to Matt360 for making this giveaway possible. But let's talk about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Uh, I had heard things like, this is the Logan-style story of animated movies, uh, was this something that we needed? Was this something that would come through? It, again, had a lot going against it coming in 11 years. Well, just under 11 years considering... Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. that Yeah, 11 years um, since the last movie came out. It certainly did very well at the box office, but would this stay the same? You know, Would it have success? Would it be a good movie? Would it be entertaining? And... I am here to say that not only is this movie entertaining, this movie is good. It has really strong messages, and this movie has a villain that caught me by surprise. Um, I was genuinely intrigued by this movie. I really enjoyed the fact that we got an early preview um, to actually see it in action, the art and animation style that we will be seeing in the next into the Spider-Verse movie that we will be getting. Uh, this is a very similar design, shares the um, you know the direction that that movie is going to be going in. And, and this was a gorgeous movie to watch, and we'll get into some more of that. But this was, again, a movie that, much like one of the other movies we reviewed for this month, Megan, took me by surprise. I was genuinely impressed with how well this story was put together. And we'll get towards the end of the review to talk about this, but also left me in anticipation of more. But I'll leave that little tidbit out for a little bit later. So I can't really remember much about the original Puss in Boots, but from what I do remember, 
this movie was not really that surprising to me, especially when you consider the Shrek movies, how much of a legacy those movies kind of reach out into. And even like the director is going to be doing Kung Fu Panda 4. Those three movies are loved. So I kind of figured like this is going to be at the very least something we enjoy. But yeah, it is it's great, especially like after 11 years, it's a very good follow-up and almost kind of conclusion in a way to set up something else in the future for the story of these characters and some more characters, but we'll go on. Yeah, I I expected this movie, I expected to be entertained. What I didn't expect is really enjoying the story and enjoying the message that this story was trying to tell with several different characters. Um, you know, this movie, um, life and his adventure lifestyle has finally caught up to Puss in Boots. Uh, we find out that he is on his ninth life. He has nothing left. Um, and it leads us into the, the story of this movie where he is trying to find the last wish to wish back his nine lives. But hot on his trail is Goldilocks and the three bears, which I did not expect. I really enjoy them in this movie. Um, he is also followed by death itself, who you did not know immediately what was going on with, with that. But that is a character that I will talk about much more as we continue to talk about this movie. But I, I was genuinely surprised by the character development of puss in this movie. Um, and some of his friends that he meets along the way. I think that's where I'm, where I'm in the boat of this was a surprising movie to me in that term that, yeah, I expected to be entertained. I, I did not expect the story to resonate so well. I thought there were some really good messages in here. Yeah. I think DreamWorks in the past, it they did have a little bit of a gap in between, but in the past they've had some really like, honestly good stories like like shrek and kung fu panda again like it all kind of comes back to that and it's good to see that they're making a comeback and this is one really good start to it but yeah it it's a pretty good story like through and through <clears throat> and i love as soon as you're introduced to your main antagonist the tone kind of shifts like almost as soon as you hear like oh you have nine lives like the tone kind of shifts a little bit still obviously holds that kids movie attitude but there's still a little bit of puss is worrying there's death itself holding on its trail and just a frantic kind of race to get to this star to the wishing star yeah that's that's where this movie i think shines is with the who you think is a bounty hunter at first um you find out is actually death and you find out that he's been there the whole time you actually see him uh, the opening scene is is Puss taking on a giant, um, singing songs, conquering this this foe, um, which leads to uh, you know the eighth death for Puss. But you see this character in the background, and you look back, and, and death following him, and their dialogue is is really fun. And I also I 
I mean, it's a wolf, but the design, the movements, the fighting in this movie is super fluid. Like it's, it's well put to get, you know, it's well put together. Um, but it leads to, you know, after he loses this duel against, you know, death, it's not fatal. He's able to escape. Um, he just goes into a, a, a cat home with mama Luna, um, which is, which is a lot of funny stuff going on there, but he gives up his ways and he's depressed and grows a beard. And I think that's why some people say a Logan S story because you know, he's a Logan. Yeah. Transformation. He's old. He's broken down. He's not the person he once was. Um, but someone comes along just like in Logan. Um, he meets someone now, obviously like in Logan, he meets who is like his daughter, um, Puss does not meet anybody that's his family, but he meets a friend. Um, and uh, it's, it's a dog. A cat, yes. A, a cat dog, a, a dog who is dressed as a cat. Cause he has nobody. Um, and their relationship and that, that dog, his name is Perito. That is wholesome. That dog and the way he views life and what has happened to this dog that you find out throughout the movie for him to get to this point, it's sad. You want these guys to be friends and you're rooting for these people to, to pull through, um, with comedy along the way and great visuals. Um, I really enjoyed these two characters together um, before there is more of a, you know, uh, other characters. And yeah, it's a nice little natural progression with those two. And the dog somehow leads to some of the funnier moments. Like they technically swear in this movie, they bleep it out, but that definitely caught us gar off guard in the theater. And, He's talking, he's talking, and next thing you know, they reference a sock and a rock, and my mouth dropped in the movie theaters <laughs> to where I'm like, they're bringing that up? Okay, but it, like, even the characters look on and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, they're frightened as well. But it all leads up into, like, in the end where he becomes a friend and part of a family in a way. Yeah. And that's, you know, there is a strong message about family in this movie um, that is also talked about with Goldilocks and the three bears as they are also trying to get to the wishing star um, along with um, Big Jack Horner, uh, Kitty Softpaws, that all these people are trying to get to this wishing star for different reasons. And you find out that, you know, this movie, there is a message about maybe not looking forward and looking at what you have. And understanding that that's worth fighting for. And there's a really good line. And I, I, I cannot remember it exactly. But at the end, when he tells death, like, like, I'm prepared to fight you for this life. I'm not here to like, I'm no longer here to wish for nine lives, but I'm here to defend this one. And I, I really like that a lot. Yeah. He says, like, I'll never stop fighting for this life. That Yep. And that's what pushes it to stop the conversation and kind of, in a way, a mutual respect in a way. Or more of death was 
specifically looking after the legend of Puss in Boots, but it seems like he's let it go for family and friends. Yeah, and I I really like that. And it happens with Goldilocks too, where you know there's tension between them, but you know in this universe, these three bears do consider Goldilocks part of their family, like Mama Bear, Papa Bear, and you know, they care about her genuinely. They want her to be happy. And, you know, even baby bear, they fight like siblings. Like I thought that was really clever. And when they find out that, you know, she is there to wish for a real family because she's not a bear, it's an animated movie, but there's, there's heartbreak there. You can tell that the three bears, they're sad that she doesn't consider them real family. And, you know, Mama Bear says, if this is what you want, we'll still do it. But you can tell she's like heartbroken over it. And there is, there's, there's real heart to this movie, which for me elevated it more than, okay, yeah, I, I should enjoy it. I like the Shrek movies. I like Puss in Boots. Um, I can't really see me saying, oh, this wasn't good, but the family elements for this and like accepting the life that you have and, and being happy and you know, fighting for what you do have instead of maybe thinking about what you don't have, like resonated. It made me dive deeper into this movie. Um, and then again, like it, it helps. It's a really gorgeous movie to look at. The animation style is fantastic. Like I cannot wait to see it in Spider-Man, but th this is a, a very well crafted movie and it did not come out in January. It came out in December, but we saw this movie here at the beginning of January and we, we have started off January with two back to back, very good movies in Megan, which we reviewed earlier and Puss in Boots. So, um, we're off to a hot start at Matt goes to the movies for, for new releases in terms of when we've seen them. And, uh, I, I was just really impressed with the message of family in this movie. Oh yeah. It definitely carries a strong message, which, I think is also why people kind of resonate with these movies and why a lot of people went to go see this one. Cause you had like the Shrek movies and all those stuff. And like, just because it's like PG and like specifically for kids, I guess they don't need to sacrifice those themes in order to make it for kids. And I think that's why movies like this resonate with even with still an older audience to this day. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, that's a really great point. And the big, big thing, the, the big talking point with this movie, and there's a lot of talking points, but I think the thing that will get everybody talking comes at the end where Puss accepts, you know, his life, death is going to leave him alone for now. He does say they'll meet again um, out of a sign of respect, but you know, they are, it is now, it's Puss, it's Kitty Softballs, it's Pietro, um, and their team friendship. And the movie ends and they're together. And they are <laughs> on a boat and they say, what are we going to do now? Like, what are you going to do now, Puss? And he says, we're going to set sail to have new adventures and reunite, reunite with some old friends. And the camera pans, and what do we see? But we are rolling up on the castle of far, far away. 
And I swear my head whipped like it was in a tornado to look at Brandon and his head whipped to look at me. And we said, are we getting Shrek five? Cause I haven't heard anything concrete, but this gives the impression that this might be a hell of a lot closer than I ever imagined. Yeah, there was some, there was some like little bit of like kind of leaves in the wind of a Shrek five or something continuing that, that series along with, you know, Kung Fu fan of four coming out. But yeah, he said he first said old friends and we both kind of went and like twisted our necks almost just shooting to each other. And then you see the castle far, far away. And we're both, we're both like, yeah, we'll, we'll see it. <laughs> Especially if it's as good as this one, we'll see it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that got me incredibly excited for the future of this. And again, I would not mind you know, I would really enjoy seeing another Puss in Boots movie. I, I would like to see something of a continuation, whether it be, you know, we get Trek five and we see him in there a little bit, but it's still just branching him off to his own adventure. Or maybe it is just a team up movie where we see Puss in Boots and team friendship in the next Shrek movie. Uh, this movie does make me want more of this character, which is, again, I think one of the best compliments you can give a movie is it makes you want more of this character and, and Puss in Boots, the last wish certainly did that for me. Again, this is something, if you have kids, a niece, a nephew, something like that, you can go, you can see this, you can take them, uh, and you'll enjoy this. And not just because they're enjoying it, you know, uh, you know, we're both adults. We enjoyed this movie. Like we enjoyed this movie. This is a good movie with good messages. Um, for anybody, kids can just have a good time because it looks fun and there's comedy and adults can sit back and and take some of these messages in. So it's an all around really good film. And if maybe you're still skeptical about going out, um, you can get this right in the comfort of your own home. You can rent it for $24.99 right now, which if you get two, three people and you're going out to the movies after snacks and drinks, like you're paying $24.99. So Stay in the comfort of your own home. Watch it on the couch. Get your chips out of the cupboard, and you'll have a great time. If you, you know, are still maybe skeptical of of going to the movies, being out, and things like that, but uh, let's talk about where do we rate this movie? And for me, uh, on the popcorn time scale, this is a solid four and a half for me. This this is a four and a half buckets. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie for everything that we've talked about. And again, I thought I was going to like this, but I was again surprised at how much this movie resonated. Yeah, th I would say a 4.5 as well. It definitely lived up to kind of the expectations that I and other people's people had. DreamWorks continues to kill it with villains again. I cannot wait to see what they do because of the track record they have. But it definitely feels like something like this could be the start of something like pretty good, especially with Shrek five coming out. Absolutely. So we will see what they bring us in the future, but listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Click the subscribe button, stay up to date, and we will see you very soon at Matt goes to the movies.